Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. This program offers discussion and information on experiences of chronic and invisible illnesses. It should not be used for medical advice or as an alternative to advice from medical professionals. Good afternoon everyone. You're listening to the first episode of Chronically Chilled, a show that aims to provide a platform for people living with a chronic and invisible illness and our lived experiences. This show will be discussing various topics that impact our daily lives. I'm Maurice. And I'm Mario. And you can listen to us on 855 AM, 3CR Digital or live stream from 3cr.org.au. On today's show, we'll be talking about how this show came about and also the just past International Day of People with Disability. 3CR had an all-day celebration here on Sunday and we'll be exploring a little bit about how disability relates to people with chronic illness. Okay, so I guess the reason for the show, how this came about, um, there's so much trepidation in sharing my story, um, but that's actually why this show is so important. Um, When I started my training at 3CR, I was so intent on joining one of the union programs because that's uh, my previous work background. But as as I was sharing my experience, I blurted out that I had a heart condition and the guy next to me sort of fell off his chair and I kind of didn't know why. And I I kind of had that bit of a realisation of, oh, my God, I just, in inverted commas, outed myself. You know, I talked about my heart condition I didn't want to talk about that I didn't want to say that I don't you know I don't want people to think of me differently why did I say that why did I say that you know can I go hide under the table but you know that's as I said that's the reason why this show is is so important you know having that dialogue being able to be so open about invisible illnesses Um, Mario what's your experience yeah so um, I got really sick last year and actually was out of work for quite a long time um, so I thought I'll just come and do some volunteer work at 3CR. Um, and I was happy to just do whatever, admin, make coffees, do photocopies, I don't care. <laughs> I just kind of wanted to be involved. So I never thought that we'd, I'd end up kind of broadcasting. Um, but 3CR being who 3CR is, like, just wants to give people a voice, yeah? yeah. Um, so, yeah, all of a sudden I found myself in training and I guess, yeah, we just sat next to each other. Um, I've also got a heart illness. So when Maurice kind of just dropped something, I was like, oh, hey, you know, um, asking some questions. It turns out we've got the same medical team. Um, we've got all these kind of things that were just kind of aligning and stuff. Um, and yeah, like Maurice, I never thought I'd be doing a show about my illness. But the more we kind of talked, the more we just thought it would be a good idea. Um, because, you know, it, this stuff isn't talked about in other forms of media very often and I find that when it is talked about it's kind of misrepresented or not portrayed very well. Yeah absolutely I think um, because 
as I said, for so long, for me, this is, I mean, I've, I've just come to the realisation just in the last, like, five minutes before we went on air that why I'm struggling with this so much is because I still haven't come to the the terms of my illness. Like, I don't want to define myself as having an illness or a disability because I want to fit in. I don't want people to treat me differently because I have noticed that um, out, you know, outside in the you know the real world that people with disabilities are, you know, um, discriminated against or you know they and especially people with an invisible illness. So you can't see a heart condition. You can't mm. see what what's going on the inside of our bodies and people, you know. <clears throat> um, giving us that whole oh you know you can do something to make yourself better or you know those the unhelpful advice yeah it 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 kind of invites us to stay quiet about our illness yeah because it isn't it isn't seen necessarily Mm. Um, people just kind of assume you're okay or they just assume that you can just do things that they're doing um so yeah it's something that i've struggled with as well around being able to just say, I actually can't do that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, making myself heard around around that. Mm. Um, but it's a hard thing to do, um, to be able to say that, depending on the situation as yeah. well. Like I'm thinking professionally, you know, oh. around, you know, employment's important. And, oh, absolutely. You know, it's, so that's, I know that's one of the things we're going to be talking about in this mm. show a lot is around you know, kind of maintaining employment and education and kind of those things that we need to do kind of every day to kind of get by, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess <clears throat> talking about more the, my experience, I, I, I got sick about five years ago and, um, you know, it was very difficult for me to kind of come to terms with that because I had to quit my full-time job and, you know, in a job that I really, really loved and enjoyed and I was so passionate about. And then my routine became hospital visits and going Mm. to the doctors and medication. And, you know, I didn't realise how tired I would be all the time. And I'm not just talking about, you know, when people say, oh, I'm so tired. This is like I am tired even after having a shower. I'm tired just from going to the, the shops and buying groceries. I can't carry four bags of groceries like I used to, you know. I'm exhausted, tired, um, <clears throat> and my experiences with that whole, um, you know, people saying, you know, oh, but you don't look sick. It's like, well, what does sickness look like? What does being ill look like? You know, do I have to have a, a physical representation on the outside for me to, for you to think that I'm sick? Um, and I mean, I know we'll be discussing this later on in in the show but I have struggled quite a lot on public transport I don't drive so I take public transport everywhere um and I know there are seats specifically for uh, people with a disability on trams and trains and buses um more so on trams um and when you sit in you know when you ask for a seat in that if somebody is taking that they kind of give you a look as like well why do you need that seat and I feel like I have to then justify and then, mm. you know, reveal yeah. 
my sickness and yeah. it is quite embarrassing to do that on a pack tram or a yeah. pack train and you don't want to be singled out you don't want people to go oh look at her mm. and but yeah it is um yeah. it is quite traumatic sometimes and it's just sometimes easier to just stay quiet and go yeah. along with it right mm-hmm. like and just kind of push through or do what you kind of need to do to get through that situation mm-hmm. but i guess that's that's kind of um falls into that we're invited to keep it quiet mm-hmm. and to not talk about it but i think one of the dangers with that for people who do have a chronic illness or invisible illness is that if we do keep quiet we end up in a really isolated and kind of lonely place mm. um, when i speak to people who have kind of chronic illnesses it can sometimes be a really lonely place mm. and kind of there might not be a lot of people to kind of talk about it and to kind of have that support network which is why we wanted to do this show as well, mm-hmm. is to actually start talking about it. You know, let's start talking about some of the, the topics and themes and kind of experiences that we have um, and to start kind of making it a bit more out there. Yeah, yeah to make it less taboo for people mm-hmm. with a chronic illness or invisible illness to name it and not feel ashamed that... Um, and they're living with these, you know, and we're talking about like chronic fatigue, mental illness, you know, heart conditions, you know, everything. It's it's mm-hmm. the experiences that keep us keep, keep us quiet um, that, you know, we shouldn't feel ashamed. Um, yeah. Even though for the last, you know, five years I have felt shame about having a, an, an illness um, mm-hmm. because people kind of make you feel like you have to get better, you need to be doing stuff to get yourself better whereas i've just come to the realization this is a lifelong illness i'm Mm. never going to be cured of it you know even if i get a heart transplant i'm still not going to be cured i still Mm. have to take medications for Mm. the rest of my life so yeah this is something we do need to talk about it let's make it less taboo for everyone because i i know for myself i'm only speaking from personal experience now but i you know times when I have been really unwell like you I end up getting left with lots of stuff to try and figure out um, and guilt is a really big thing that I think people um, with illness or you know invisible illness even um, kind of go through mm-hmm. like I don't want to cancel friends I don't want to call in sick today um, you know I want to be that good partner maybe mm-hmm. or you know all that stuff so I think guilt is another one that yeah, is a big kind of theme that I that can impact. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it that is a very big thing. Um, <clears throat> it's just, I guess, how we how we muddle through that, and um, I guess being open to talk about it with mm. people, um, especially like employers, employees, um, you know, even colleagues. Like it, for me, I you know rushed out of work, at, you know, four thirty today, and I. I didn't tell people where mm. I was going or I told them that I'm at the radio station but I didn't say what I was doing because fear of being, I don't know, I, I, I just didn't want to have that conversation. Yeah. I mean, some people know but, yeah, I mean, I, I just honestly, I, I look fine on the outside so yeah. I don't really make it known that I have got a heart condition and yeah. I just let it slide. Yeah, it's easier not to because it's rare to have a really good response when you yeah. do kind of bring it up. <laughs> Yeah. Because there's often really unhelpful kind of responses. Mm. Um, but I think that because it is a silent thing that it's not often talked about, which is weird because I think everybody knows someone with a chronic illness 
in their family, in their friendship group, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think that isolation stuff we were talking about before where it has been silent, often the individual is just left to, alone to kind of manage, mm. manage that for themselves, um, which is, yeah, so there's, there's often a lack of kind of community discourse around some of this stuff, mm. which then doesn't help people actually give a good response because they often don't know how to. And even though they might be really well-meaning, they often kind of stumble in that. Yeah. And re resort to sometimes giving advice that's really unhelpful and kind of funny sometimes. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What what do you say with what do you say to somebody with a chronic illness or oh you don't look sick or yeah. you should be doing this or you should eat these kind of foods or yeah. you know to get better and yeah, some they all suddenly become medical experts on your yeah, condition sometimes. even though they yeah. Um yeah, which can sometimes happen. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so um, the other thing we want to do in this show is we're going to be having interviews. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have an interview today just because we want to talk about kind of how this show came about and talk about disability, sorry, International Day of Dis People with Disability. Um, but we're going to have people come on the show and kind of talk mm -hmm. about their experiences with different things, different illnesses, different kind of contexts and, and topics and so on. Um, yeah, but we also kind of want to talk about some of the things that we've already kind of discussed briefly. Um, um, so what I might do before we jump into a conversation about International Day of People with Disability is I might go th um, to, a through, uh, to a few CSAs and we'll be back in a minute. Welcome back to Chronically Chilled. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, or you can live stream at 3cr.org.au. Um, so, yeah, we, we were really pumped to be on International Day of Disability, um, but it did still hold a little bit of, I guess, I guess I'm going to use the word trepidation again because for me, being on the show, while it was really important to have that voice and to be able to to talk about our show, um, as I said, I'm still coming to grips with, with my illness and to talk about, you know, having a, a disability, whether that is um, a visible one or not. Um, and I, I guess Mario and I were talking about do we identify as disabled and I really, really struggle with this term because, you know, I, I don't want to be labelled as disabled. Um, you know, does it fit in with our experiences? Well, yes, I was on a, you know, disability support pension, so yes. Um, but because it's, it is that term, we see it in, a, in the media and... You know, unfortunately, these are my experiences that people with a disability have been discriminated against or, you know, I, I guess I didn't want to be in the, the less than category or feeling othered or, you know, being kind of um, singled out. So that's why for so long I have kept my illness to myself and only shared it with people that know my experience and know that I got sick and you know that we're in the same hospital or you know friends that know of my illness but most often than not I keep it quiet and why 
because I don't want to be labelled as disabled. So yeah. what are your experiences like, Mario? Um, so I was actually born with my condition or conditions. Um, so I've kind of probably got a different experience because I haven't gone through the whole um, diagnosis mm. kind of part, which I kind of um, think would be a really difficult thing to do. Um, just around kind of having a big shock that suddenly happens in your life that you weren't expecting and all that stuff. So there are some kind of privilege and advantage in having something kind of diagnosed from birth. And I kind of, I was feeling mostly pretty good kind of up until, I don't know, six, seven years ago or whatever. But it did give me time to kind of get my head around kind of this thing that I've been diagnosed with. But I'm a bit like you that I've never really kind of identified as having a disability and I was never really told by anybody that I did have a disability like doctors and specialists in regards to heart issues they don't really say you're disabled and I think that might be a little bit about how society defines disability and you know being that outward thing of you know having a wheelchair or physical impairment and things like that so um it was only up until really recently where I actually am okay with the word disability. Um, and I think I had to get bad enough, which is kind of sad to say, but I had to get to the point where I couldn't kind of get out of the house very much for a while. And, you know, I was kind of in bed a lot and kind of wasn't working and all that stuff. So it's been a bit of a process. Mm. And we kind of talked a little bit about how do you identify? And I'm kind of not sure. I think I've always kind of just said I'm sick or mm. I've got an illness. Um, so, yeah, the, the word disability hasn't kind of stuck in some ways, mm. yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm probably right on that same page. I, I mean, I, I have an illness, you know, I, or I say I'm sick or I have a heart condition. Um, but, yeah, being labelled as disabled is something that, I wouldn't really either acknowledge the term or I wouldn't say that I'm on it. Just I think because it is – because people automatically when you say – or if, if you were to say it, they'd, they'd look at you differently. Mm -hmm. they'd, you know, they'd give you that once over and go, yeah. oh, what's wrong with you? And then you have to explain it and, you know, all those kind of things. I must admit though I've, ha I've had quite a few bit of – discriminations um in the past I you know when I had um the the placard the wheelchair placard for in the car um and you know when parking in the disabled parking bays you know I'd get out of the car walking all fine and normal and people would look at me like what are you parking there for you don't look like you've got a wheelchair or mm. a physical ailment or anything like that and they'd actually yell at me or you know kind of give me dirty looks and I'd mm. feel so embarrassed and ashamed and then I'd be, I, you know, I'd just walk off into the shopping centre, you know, but, you know, my GP gave me that to allow me extra time to get in and out of, you know, yeah. the shopping centres. But, yeah, yeah it's, it is little things like that that I have to kind of shake, I don't, I guess kind of shake, shield myself from, I guess, um, to not, talk about my illness because it is mm. invisible yeah and i think like um in my experience for me anyway kind of growing up 
having to go to the doctors and stuff all the time and my mum dragging me to things and I was feeling really good so I didn't understand why I had to go to all these doctors so much. Um, but I think growing up with it, I, I can look back now and, and think that I got some really unhelpful messages around managing it or kind of thinking about my illness. Like, um, especially as a young person, I didn't want to be that different kid. I didn't want people to see me as a different kind of kid who had a, who was sick or, mm. you know, who couldn't do sports and all this kind of stuff. So I tried to just pretend it wasn't there. And it kind of worked because I had I was still well enough to kind of pull that kind of charade, really. Mm. But I think those kind of messages even go for adults mm. of you just need to, like, not pretend it's not there, but you kind of need to just push through and... Um, if you say you're disabled, then people are almost encouraging you to not be and to kind <laughs> yeah. of do something that makes you not disabled. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're kind of encouraged, oh, why don't you just do this and this and this? Where, yeah, so kind of growing up, that was kind of the messages for me. Mm. Like, don't almost like don't have that attitude. You need like an attitude change. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. I'm laughing because I think it is, as I said, we touched on this before, some people can be suddenly become all medicos about you know your condition they'd be like oh if you only just did this or if you um you know or if you ate this or if you exercised more or if you had a better attitude i think you'd be you'd be right and it it then that's invites us to stay quiet because that's not our experiences as i said sometimes I, you know, I can work a full day and I can go out at night and I'd be, you know, raring to go. Mm. And then the next day I'd be on the couch because I'm tired, I'm exhausted. Yeah. And that's just from having a shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, and people don't get that. It's, you know, mm. um, we, I know we were going to talk about this um, on another show, but like the spoon theory of how many you know the amount of energy one person can have in a day kind of thing can you describe what that is for people that don't know it yes certainly so um well it was told to me by a really good friend um and it it, i guess it's it's the amount of spoons we are equating that with the amount of energy one person has during any given day so um there's like a chart so all the things that you would do in an everyday life so having a shower how many spoons say Mm. say you've got 15 spoons of energy for the day and having a shower is going to take two spoons how are you going to manage the rest of the 13 spoons for your daily activities shopping grocery shopping that may take another four energy four spoons of energy Mm. so then you've got all of these spoons left and you know you know you may be halfway through the your day and you only have two spoons Mm. left how are you going to divvy them up for yeah. the rest of your activity? And people kind of look at you like, what? But <laughs> it, it is kind of, it really, we only have a certain amount of energy a day and hot days in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I, I just. Summer's not agreeing with you, No, is it? summer's yeah. not agreeing with me at all on hot days. Mm. Um yeah, I'm I'm crash and burn and yeah. burn, burn. You know, yeah. I can only have, uh, with my medical condition, um, I can only have 1.5 litres of liquid a day mm. for the rest of my life. Yeah. Now, growing up, you're told, have at least eight glasses of water a day, drink three litres of water, blah, blah, blah. 
and for me now to be told I can only have 1.5 litres of liquid a day for the rest of my life. In the summer, that is excruciating um, because, yeah, how can you manage on a 35-degree day with yeah. that limited amount of water? So, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about more that about that yeah. later, but, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, just going kind of back in regards to the word disability, we both kind of agree that we've had times where we haven't, we've tried to not be that. Yeah. But I think it's actually a really important thing to acknowledge that we do have a disability and that we do belong to that family in some ways. Um, even if we don't kind of feel it individually or want to particularly be that, I think for advocacy purpose, mm-hmm. purposes, I think it can be a really important thing. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. As I said, it's so important to be able to to discuss this. I mean, that that's the whole reason why this show is is important to have Mm. the platform to be able to talk about it even if we ourselves are still struggling with the concept to be able to talk about it because you know people out there might be going hey i've got this too or i have an invisible illness and you know i need someone to understand so yeah that's it it is really important and the word disability we're under that framework whether we like it or not well and that and the other thing is actually to celebrate in some ways because you know, people with chronic illness are incredibly resilient and, you know, there are lots of strengths that we often also don't kind of talk about. Mm. Um, so I think kind of having an opportunity to just have a day that celebrates achievements as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're quickly, very quickly running out of time, <laughs> so we're going to wrap up. Um, you, please follow us on Twitter. So it's at chilled underscore 3CR. So at chilled underscore 3CR. Um, or you can send us an email as well. So it's at chronically chilled 3CR, which is one word, at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any feedback or suggestions that you've got in regards to the show. Um, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.